0: so what are you waiting for get bluehost cloud today by visiting bluehost.com that's bluehost.com if you take a look at some of the world's wealthiest countries like switzerland or luxembourg you'll notice that they all have something in common Universal healthcare. This means that everyone is guaranteed the essential health services they need without having to directly pay for it themselves. So, why does America's healthcare system look so different? Dr. Amy Finkelstein, professor of economics at MIT, argues that if you look back at the early days of American democracy, you'll see that universal coverage was actually one of the country's goals. Her book, We've Got You Covered, Rebooting American Healthcare, details the history of healthcare in the U.S. and proposes a new plan for universal basic coverage.
1: It is clear as a society, and this actually goes back to the very dawn of the republic and some very early health policy by Alexander Hamilton that we talk about in the book, that we have a commitment to make sure that people who need essential medical care should be able to get it regardless of resources we haven't succeeded. That's why we need reform. But it's very clear if you look at the series of policies that have been put in place to provide coverage for particular groups of people in particular circumstances or with particular illnesses, that that's what we've been trying to do.
0: Finkelstein's proposal would automatically provide every American with very basic coverage and the option to purchase more depending on their needs. She argues that in order for her plan to succeed, the system would have to be completely reshaped, from the ground up. But is there a way to build towards universal coverage without starting from scratch? Dr. Jonathan Oberlander thinks that might be a more feasible option. Oberlander is a professor and department chair of social medicine at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill School of Medicine. He says that the Affordable Care Act was a key step in modern healthcare care reform.
2: I think Amy's model wants to tear down the status quo, and that is understandable because the status quo is terrible. It's inefficient, inequitable, costly, and produce lots of health and security. But from a political perspective, it's important to acknowledge we have not enacted healthcare reform in the last half century plus that has not built on what's already there. And so the idea that you can tear down Everything we have, Medicare, Medicaid, employer-sponsored insurance, is policy-wise, it's not a bad dream to have. Politically, it's a nightmare. What the Affordable Care Act did in its convoluted way was to build on top of the status quo. And the Affordable Care Act has lots of shortcomings. But on the other hand, Obamacare has lots of successes to it.
0: The Affordable Care Act, a law passed in 2010, expands insurance coverage for Americans who were previously uninsured. It prevents insurance companies from discriminating based on pre-existing conditions. It also expands Medicaid, a joint federal and state program that provides health insurance for people of low income. Since the passing of the Affordable Care Act, the amount of people without health insurance has dropped significantly, from nearly a quarter of Americans to around one-tenth. But the act still has shortcomings. As Oberlander mentioned, for middle-class Americans who don't qualify for programs like Medicaid, insurance costs remain very high. The law also allows insurance companies to set their deductibles higher than before. These are some of the key reasons Finkelstein thinks the system has to be entirely reworked.
1: Whenever you make people pay for something, there will be people who can't afford it. And if we're committed to providing it, then we need to actually provide it for free. And that's what's happened in countries that have tried to introduce cost sharing. They've ended up having to provide exceptions and patches and ended up kind of back in the mess we're in. So in that sense, on the there should be no co-pays or cost sharing in the basic coverage. We're much more similar to, say, the U.K. or Canada and much less similar to a system, say, like France, which has notoriously high cost sharing.
0: And for people who need more than basic coverage, Finkelstein's proposal would make patients responsible for only the additional costs.
1: And so in that sense, our proposal is very different from, say, what happens in the United Kingdom, where, to take one example, British National Health Service will pay for cataract surgery for a patient, the surgeon and a basic lens. If you want a upgraded, fancier, new generation cat lens put in, you have to pay not just the incremental cost for that more expensive lens, but you actually have to pay for the surgeon to put in place that lens, whereas it would have been free for he or she to have put in the basic lens. And in our supplemental version, you would only have to pay for the additional stuff that you're getting and not repay for the stuff that would have been covered by the basic system.
0: While approaches to universal health care are usually associated with progressive and left-wing politics, Finkelstein says that her plan takes root in philosophies from both sides of the political divide. This is
1: actually something that has been embraced by thought leaders and politicians across the political spectrum. It's not actually a liberal or a conservative idea. It's just basic good sense that if we are fundamentally committed to stepping in and attempting to provide essential medical care when people need it, regardless of resources, we might as well formalize and finance that upfront through automatic, universal, basic coverage that's free for everyone with then giving people the option who want more than the very basic, the things that are really essential to buy additional coverage in a well-functioning and well-designed marketplace.
0: According to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, Americans spend more on healthcare than nearly every other country in the world. In 2021, the US spent more than $4 trillion on healthcare, which is nearly $13,000 per person and costs have been steadily rising for years. Today, one in 10 Americans lack health insurance, having to pay out of pocket for essential treatments, if they can afford it at all. But Finkelstein says there's an even larger problem at hand.
1: When we think about the problems of health insurance coverage in the United States, We tend to focus too much on the 1 in 10 Americans under 65 who lack health insurance at a moment in time, and not enough on the fact that more than twice that number, one in four of us, will spend some period without health insurance over a two-year period, that health insurance Whose purpose is security and certainty is itself highly
0: insecure and uncertain. But given the scope of the healthcare and insurance industries, tearing down a system like this one won't be easy. Out of all of the industries powering the U.S. economy, healthcare has long been one of the largest. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, over 14 million Americans were employed in healthcare occupations last year. And in 2020, amid the pandemic, health insurance companies saw record profits.
2: We have a $4 trillion healthcare industry and there are myriad stakeholders in the current arrangements. And they literally profit from the status quo. They have a large stake in the status quo and they have fought over decades to preserve it. So that makes change hard.
0: Oberlander says that a universal healthcare model, like the one Finkelstein proposes, faces a number of challenges.
2: Another reason change is hard is has to do with ideology. We were a country born in a political revolution against central government. Fear of government is in our political DNA going all the way back to the American Revolution. And while we have lots of large and popular government programs, among them Medicare and Social Security, there's no question that the libertarian strain, the sort of fear of government idea is stronger in the United States than in lots of other countries.
0: Another driving force against change is that the U.S. has already spent so much of its time and resources investing in the current system.
2: The fact that over the decades we developed first private employer-sponsored insurance and then Medicare for older Americans and those with permanent disabilities, and then Medicaid for categories of low-income Americans and then the Affordable Care Act we just keep layering on top of layer to the status quo and that makes it very difficult to move away there's a lot of inertia sunk into our current arrangements
0: The idea of universal health care remains a topic of heated debate and intense political polarization and according to Oberlander the future of American healthcare will largely be shaped by next year's presidential election
2: The next president will help determine which way we go. What is the future of the Medicare program? Do we continue to build on the Affordable Care Act or do we try and tear it down and erode its gains? Do we think about new mechanisms that can move us closer to universal coverage or do we think about changes in policy that would actually increase the uninsured population? So this election will have Major consequences for the future of healthcare in the United States.
0: You can find more about Dr. Amy Finkelstein, Dr. Jonathan Oberlander, and all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. This segment was written by our associate producer, Tabor Brewster. Our lead producer is Kristen Farah. I'm Elizabeth Westfield. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal, States that have banned race-conscious admissions have seen the number of minority medical students plummet. Will the Supreme Court's decision to ban affirmative action result in fewer minority doctors?
1: Then what to do when wildfire smoke pollutes the air in your area?
0: Outdoor air quality can affect indoor air quality, and it's really important when the air quality is bad outside that you're not adding even more particles inside your home. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.
1: I'm Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. You can make so much money being an influencer, but not only that, you are able to have freedom in a way that is really tantalizing to so many people.
2: Two out of every three humans on Earth are on social media. We dive into the business behind influencing Then I feel like I have too much to give. I have a whole life ahead of me and I don't wanna leave my legacy to be that of a drug trafficker.
1: Why Chicago's biggest drug trafficker is teaching police all of his secrets. I'm Marty Peterson.
2: And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints.